You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, brought to you by Xmark Manufacturing. 30 years of pioneering spirit and innovation have resulted in legendary durability, all-day comfort, and unmatched cut quality. Go check them out at xmark.com and Crest Commercial. Introducing the 8-Minute Cyber System, the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in commercial battery-powered OPE. Professional landscapers can now replace their gas powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. For more information or to find a Cress dealer near you, visit Cress.com. You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 429, entitled, Choosing the Right Vehicle Setup for Your Lawn Care Business. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions and comments and the feedback that you guys have been sending through, really do appreciate that, as I always say. Uh, This uh, past week has been... Uh, a bit more of the same and uh, still happy to report uh, despite uh, being uh, difficult uh, to have to mow uh, in the rain here in the Pacific Northwest uh, as I've mentioned previously uh, with the drought and stuff uh, it's been uh, nice to see uh, that uh, we're getting consistent uh, rain now uh, last week uh, was one where I had to actually uh, juggle my days and uh, kind of uh, make it work because of the rain. Uh, And that's the beauty of uh, working sort of that schedule uh, that I work uh, doing uh, those uh, uh, basically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mows and then having uh, the Mondays and Fridays on uh, bookending uh, the week uh, where I can uh, kind of move things around uh, when the rain gets uh, really heavy. Uh, As I've uh, talked about uh, in the past, you know, if the rain's regular uh, coming down, or if I have no choice, uh, there are certain times of the year here in the Pacific Northwest where, uh, depending on you know part of the season, like in the spring or in the fall, uh, when uh, the lawns are uh, growing um, really steadily, uh, but the rain is uh, falling steadily as well, and it can rain for you know a couple weeks in a row, uh, that uh, there is no. Um, you know, opportunities to just say, hey, uh, it's a rain uh, delay, not going to mow or anything, because of course, uh, there's no guarantee that it's, uh, you know, not going to rain then the following week on, you know, those uh, clients lawns, if you were to say, uh, skip it, uh, and, and, you know, uh, you know, just right off the week, basically, uh, and then trying to make them up. And then that kind of if you do try to make them up on like an end day or something like that, uh, then that kind of uh, messes up your schedule for the following week because, of course, then the lawns aren't going to be uh, as justified to be cut again uh, just a few days later. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's certain times of the year when uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, it's raining all the time and you got to get out there and do it. But if I can uh, juggle the schedule somehow and just kind of move things around, and a lot of times it's just the, you know, heaviest part of the rain, um, you know, like a big deluge or something will like all come down where I'll stop. But that usually doesn't 
last too long, um, at least not right now, sort of early stages. When you're getting into like late fall into the winter, that's when we'll have like super heavy rain uh, for like hours at a time uh, where now usually I can get out there mowing, you know, regular showers and stuff that doesn't bother me. Uh, and then just if it starts to really pour, I can just like quickly run to the truck or whatever. So last week was that first kind of uh, week back of, yeah, it's been raining um, here and there up to that point. Uh, but it was the first week where I was like, okay, I got to like, you know, I'm going to mow lawns on the Monday uh, and try to I, you know, rearranged the schedule here. So the Monday I did lawns and then, um, I got about half the day done and, uh, was able to, uh, then the Tuesday continue, uh, with those ones and then start my, uh, Wednesday route halfway through, uh, Tuesday there and kind of went on and on, just kind of mixed and matched things because of the rain and stuff. Uh, and that'll be, uh, pretty much the story moving forward for, uh, the rest of the fall will just be because of the rain, because of the leaves and all that sort of stuff. The schedule kind of goes uh, kind of out the window, uh, where, uh, you know, you're just trying to get, uh, everything done, uh, as, uh, you know, as much as possible, uh, and, uh, days are getting shorter and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, it's that last, uh, big push. Like I talked about, uh, last week, it's the last, uh, big push crazy. I was just doing my, uh, month end billing, uh, for, uh, this month of September. Uh, a lot of you guys know that I just bill once a month at the end of the month. Uh, so I was doing all of that. And it was just crazy to think, hey, like, here we are. It's already October. Uh, GIE or Equip Expo, I should say, is uh, a few weeks away. And uh, just crazy to think, you know, it's just like all coming to an end, uh, you know, another uh, lawn care season. And, uh, you know, before you know it, I'll be uh, spending Halloween <laughs> doing uh, my billing, uh, which is uh, usually what happens because I always bill uh, customer credit cards on the last day of the year. So uh, I usually spend uh, Halloween, uh, you know, while my wife is uh, handing out uh, candy and all that sort of stuff, I'll be uh, uh, doing uh, the billing and stuff. Just crazy to think the year just went by so fast this year. Uh, just, uh, just crazy it just i don't know what what it was this year but it just seemed uh extra fast i don't think um there's been another season and partly probably because of the drought and stuff it just doesn't seem like uh there's uh you know was a lot of mowing this year because of the drought uh and uh like i said uh I think I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, this was like the first year where I had like the most clients that the drought really affected. Uh, so typically in a, you know, in an average year during the summer stuff, it's about half the clients that go to uh, a bi-weekly mowing and half that stay a weekly. And this year it was like almost all of them. There was literally like three or four lawns that were still doing weekly cutting uh, throughout the summer just because the drought started so much earlier uh, that, uh, you know, by the time the real intense heat started happening, um, you know, things were just pretty toasty. So uh, at any rate, uh, glad to uh, have uh, the rain back, uh, even though it is kind of <laughs> miserable uh, to uh, work uh, in the cold, wet rain, uh, you know, each uh, each and every day. And this week uh, is shaping up, uh, looks like it uh, probably will be more of the same. I don't think it'll be as heavy, uh, the rain this week, hopefully not. Uh, but uh, it looks like it's going to be uh, very cloudy at least uh, and uh, showers uh, throughout the week. So uh Looking forward uh, to another week and uh, on the bright side, 
As I mentioned before, it really gives me a fantastic opportunity uh, with all of the battery equipment uh, that I have been using. Uh, like I said uh, in past episodes, uh, you know, I really do enjoy using battery equipment. Um, have been dabbling with it for the last few years with the Milwaukee stuff uh, and uh, you know really enjoyed using the Milwaukee stuff uh, the biggest issue with the Milwaukee stuff is just that it's uh, not uh, rated for wet weather uh, so that was the biggest downside for me uh, with uh, using that um, and I still have all the Milwaukee stuff we'll keep all the Milwaukee stuff uh, and we'll use it for all like the hedge trimming and all that sort of stuff as far as the uh, like a quick lock system and all that sort of stuff the the attachment capable uh, system my handheld uh, hedge trimmer and all that stuff I'll continue to hold on to those to use uh, for that sort of stuff uh, but uh, with all this new uh crop of equipment uh, that I've uh, uh, been able to uh, get my hands on this year, uh, the Cress uh, commercial stuff, as well as uh, the Xmark Commercial 21 V series. Uh, the rain gives me a fantastic opportunity uh, to put all of that stuff through the gauntlet of uh, just, you know, very uh, difficult uh, sort of extreme conditions uh, when you mix, uh, you know, having to mow wet lawns, which, you know, most uh, mowers um, in particular um, will struggle with uh, wet lawns, especially when they start getting really lush. And then you add like the leaves on top and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so this is a, you know, a great opportunity for me to uh, capture some footage of this stuff uh, actually, um, you know, in those uh, types of conditions uh, so that you guys can see uh, how this stuff uh, handles uh, that wet weather. Uh, so uh, this week, I wanted to shift uh, focus a little bit uh, and talk about, I always get questions from people asking me for suggestions on, uh, you know, they're starting up their business and uh, thinking about uh, what type of vehicle uh, that they should uh, invest in, what type of setup that they should invest in. And uh, I wanted to share some thoughts on that. Uh, that way I can have uh, an episode uh, that is kind of, uh, talking about all of sort of the different options, kind of uh, some of the pros and cons uh, of the options. And then uh, that way, uh, when I get uh, these questions that keep sort of reoccurring all the time, uh, the same types of questions, I can just, uh, you know, um, basically point people into the direction of that podcast episode and have that there as a resource for them uh, to listen to uh, and just makes it uh, a lot easier uh, to handle uh, you know future uh, uh, in inquiries and stuff about uh, uh, you know trailers and uh, pickup trucks and all that sort of stuff so I would say a lot uh when you're thinking about different lawn care setups in terms of uh, vehicles uh, is to think about, uh, first of all, uh, the types of properties uh, that you are going to be maintaining. That is going to uh, be a big, um, obviously, determining factor uh, in um you know, the types of equipment um, you're going to need uh, for the type of uh, vehicles or setups you're going to need. Uh, for example, uh, here in the city, uh, in the dense city, and I've seen 
whether it's here in Canada, um, you know, in Vancouver, uh, through Seattle, um, going, you know, into the United States, all the way, you know, Oregon, uh, into California, San Francisco. When I visited those places, I've seen this same sort of setup. Uh, and that is the classic pickup truck, uh, where you have a pickup truck and you're just doing small, dense city type lawns with a 21 inch mower, maybe a 30 inch mower. As they've, uh, you know, uh, gained a lot of popularity, uh, but you're not doing anything with any other type of larger mower, anything larger than <clears throat> a 30 inch mower. I have seen uh, the pickup truck uh, sort of setup where you basically um, you either have just a you know a basic pickup truck. Uh, you uh, in some cases have some sort of a ramp or something that you can put on the back. I have seen, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, very popular setups where it may be one or two guys working. And with the two guy setups where they don't even have a ramp because they've got two guys and the guys will uh, both help, you know, help lift uh, the mower on and off uh, of the back of uh, the pickup truck. Uh, and it is a very profitable setup. Uh, if you think about it, uh, you're using, uh, you know, 21 inch mowers, you know, commercial grade, of course, uh, but uh, using 21 inch mowers, which are obviously a lot less expensive than larger riding mowers, zero turns, stand on mowers, all that sort of stuff. But then also you've got just a pickup truck, which um, is saving you the cost on having trailers. Uh, and in some cases, depending on the type of trailer, uh, for example, like an enclosed uh, box style uh, trailer, uh, is saving you a lot of fuel as well on that pickup truck, not having to pull this big brick uh, behind you. It may not be heavy, but it's not very aerodynamic, uh, which is going to uh, you know mess uh, with your fuel consumption, of course. So uh, then on the other hand, if you're uh, going to be doing super large properties, uh, acreages, things like that, um, you're going to need, you know, a pickup truck uh, just isn't going to cut it in terms of uh, having that as sort of the standalone type vehicle. You're going to need some sort of a trailer, uh, whether it's an enclosed trailer or, a, you know, a large uh, open style trailer. You might have to have, you know, uh, I've seen, um, you know, mowers and setups uh, where like uh, the X marks, I think uh, there's some there that have like the the big diesel X marks uh, that have like up to like a 72 inch deck. They're so big that the sides fold up uh, so that you can fit it on the trailer. And then when you get uh, off the trailer, you push a, uh, push a, a button and then the two sort of sides like wings uh, go uh, onto the ground uh, to give you that full uh, mower deck width. So if you're using something like that, of course, uh, the type of trailer uh, you're going to need and you can't just, you know, any sort of open trailer, it's going to have to be one that can handle uh, the capacity, the weight limits of a machine that big, that heavy. Um, you may have uh, multiple uh, employees uh, going out uh, to do those large uh, type acreage properties, um, in which case you might have uh, the need to have uh, multiple uh, big mowers as well. So that's what I mean about uh, sort of thinking about, you know, the types of properties uh, that you'll be servicing. It may be 
like I said, uh, uh, like uh, Martin uh, Safidi from uh, Mowing and Growing in Australia, where he's like uh, the uh, specializes in acreage mowing. So, you know, he's targeting those really big properties and all that sort of stuff. And uh, he's gotten some uh, neat little setups that we'll talk about uh, as well, because it kind of fit the different categories of uh, different uh, setups as well. But, uh, you know, he's got multiple capacity to take big mowers with him to different uh, properties and he's got uh, different vehicle setups for different types of things uh, and uh, you know so there's there's lots of different options so that pickup truck one would be that very first um, kind of entry level one but it's not to say uh, you know and by entry level, what I mean is a lot of people getting started into lawn care, uh, you know, that's a, a good first step uh, is to get a pickup truck, uh, you know, get a 21-inch mower, get your, uh, you know, string trimmer, an edger, uh, and a, a blower of some sort, whether it's handheld or backpack, if you're just going to start, you know, doing some yards, that might be your first entry into lawn care. But that doesn't mean that you do have to expand from there. Like I said, up and down the West Coast with all sort of the small, dense city type properties, it's a hugely popular um, setup is just the pickup truck. And most of them will have, although there's some that are just like the regular pickup truck, uh, you know, as I talked, most of them will have some sort of high sides on the top where they'll build around, uh, you know, the actual pickup truck bod- body. They'll put some, you know, some stakes in the, uh, the little uh, square holes on the top of the bed rail and then put some like plywood sides or something like that uh, to have sort of like it built up uh, in there. I've seen that a lot too. That way they can throw debris and stuff in there as well if they need to. Uh, at any rate, it's a nice compact uh, setup. It's perfect again for uh, city properties, that sort of thing, especially if you have the need uh, to take a debris with you and you're just doing, uh, you know, mowing and trimming and stuff like that on those small properties. Uh, it's easier to park uh, in a lot of cases, like some of the neighborhoods that I work in where there are uh, houses uh, that have, um, you know, attached garages in the front of the house. Um and there's no like back alley access or something to like the backyard. It's just the front street uh, in some of these like suburban type neighborhoods. Um, in a lot of cases, you know, you're going there during the day. Customers are working. Their driveway is empty. Uh, but in a lot of these sort of tight neighborhoods, their driveway isn't long enough to facilitate parking your truck and trailer on the driveway. You might be blocking the sidewalk and stuff like that. There's one, per, you know, a couple of neighborhoods actually that I, I'm thinking of that are coming to mind as I say this. And um, I never even try to park on the driveway, even though, you know, I could maybe squeeze if I parked right up to the garage door. You know, my trailer, you know, would just because I've got a small trailer would just be off the street, but I'd be blocking the sidewalk. And there's like the the city like parking enforcement always going around those neighborhoods and they'll give you a ticket so fast because you're blocking the sidewalk. And of course, that would make pedestrians have to go onto the road to get around you. Uh, so I don't 
you know, ever dare with anything like that. Um, I always try to find street parking, which can be very difficult in those dense uh, city neighborhoods with the truck and trailer. Whereas, you know, a, just like a pickup truck uh, type of a setup, I could pull into the driveway and not be blocking uh, the sidewalk and that sort of stuff. So there's different um, kind of uh, positives and negatives for each of those. So the pickup truck would be, of course, uh, the uh, lowest barrier to entry because you're going to need a pickup truck regardless. Um, for a lot of the other options, uh, trailer options, you can even need that as a tow vehicle. Uh, so having a pickup truck, you can, uh, you know, put that stuff in entry level. So it's sort of the lower uh, barrier of entry cost wise. Um, it's going to be the most fuel efficient as well uh, of uh you know, those options because you're not towing a vehicle and, and that sort of stuff. Generally, uh, they can be uh, lighter than some of the other options and uh, can uh, be a nice little package if you're starting uh, for something like that. Uh, secondly is along sort of those single vehicle uh, sort of lines is uh, that I've seen a very popular is an enclosed van, uh, something like a Ford Transit type van. And I would say even uh, with some options even smaller, uh, like the uh, Nissan NV200 vans, those are those tiny little micro van, I would call it, they just look so small. Um, and, you know, the micro van, the little NV200, uh, I've always thought about, I've dabbled about uh, picking up something like that um, for these, you know, tight, dense little neighborhoods that I do. Because I do like doing those really tiny properties, uh, they are my most profitable properties. The ones where I can be, you know, in and out and, uh, you know, in just, you know, uh, 10, 15 minutes at the most, and you're still, uh, you know, charging 40, 50, 60 bucks, uh, depending on, uh, you know, the trimming and, and that sort of stuff. Um, you know, those are the most profitable for me. So running those small mowers in something like that uh, would actually be, uh, you know, uh, beneficial uh, because parking would never be an issue. There'd always be uh, room to find uh, parking uh, for something like that. The thing that has prevented me from getting that sort of an option uh, is that it can't tow. Uh, those vehicles are just too small uh, to tow uh, the trailer that I have, the custom trailer that I have. It's it's uh, a heavy trailer being, um, you know, uh, very well built steel. Uh, the thing is built like a tank. Uh, and uh, that would be uh, no bueno for <laughs> one of those little NV 200s with a CVT transmission. Uh, so that uh, prevents me um, from going in that direction. Um, because I do have the trailer. Um, and it's quite a versatile trailer. And uh, we'll talk about that when I get into those trailer options. Uh, but just because of the towing, you know, inability to tow and stuff like that. And because I live in, uh, yes, I, I do mostly small dense city lawns. I am in sort of a farming type community. So there are larger properties around uh, that, uh, you know, the range is everywhere, right? From uh, those tiny ones that I sort of specialize in to uh, bigger properties. And I do have, um, you know, a farming property and, and things like that. And, um, you know, some larger uh, properties as well, where um, 
I'm not about to uh, get out and push mow those ones, right? I need to the ability to take a larger uh, type mower with me. Uh, and uh, that's what prevents uh, that option for me. So these are the sort of the things that you have to think about. The other option, slightly larger, that there would be uh, you know, potentially a possibility to take at least... Um, like a walk behind mower or even a stand on mower would be a larger van. Like I said, like the Ford transits, right. Uh, and figuring out something along those lines in, in, uh, terms of a, a ramp system, because of course, when you get into things like, you know, stand on mowers or riding mowers or things like that, you don't want to be doing, um, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, random, you know, couple of two by sixes, <laughs> propped up on the rear bumper or uh, the back of the thing, right? You want a proper, safe ramp system. You don't want to damage your equipment. You don't want to damage uh, your tow vehicle. You want a proper uh, ramp that you can be, um, you know, sure isn't going to fail, uh, especially, you know, like in the rain and when it's slippery, when it's wet, when conditions are there, it's not going to detach. And also a big... um, thing about that is efficiency uh and it's like i said i've all of these options uh, that i'm going to be talking about today are all things that i've gone through and i've thought of and and there's you know certain things that prevent me from doing certain things and and efficiency is one of them uh so like with fort transit vans it's a matter of finding um some sort of a ramp system for them and how that would work um you know being something that uh i personally don't like uh temporary ramps i don't like um you know ramps that you would have to pull out each time hook them on uh, to like the bumper or tailgate whatever the case may be then you got to use like uh, straps to the you know bottom of the bumper or whatever to secure them so that they don't slip and things like that that's just way too much trouble when i first um you know started doing lawn care uh with my trailer i think i've um talked about how with my custom built trailer, uh, the only thing that it was missing when I got it, uh, was it that it had just solid barn doors on the back. It didn't have the convertible ramp doors that it has now. Uh, those convertible ramp doors, if you've seen pictures of my trailer, those were something that I designed myself. Uh, I had the need for the trailer being able to carry a, uh, ride on mower in the back. And that trailer, um, was previously designed more for, um, like sort of, uh, the city of Vancouver, uh, where it's, you know, just small properties. There was no, you wouldn't be using a ride on more or anything like that. It would be all push mo type stuff, but because I was in the suburb and in, you know, sort of, um, you know, where there's like larger properties and the potential for larger properties, I was like, I need to be able to, um, there wasn't, they didn't have an option to, uh, have the, that trailer with ramps and stuff. So I think I lasted about, uh, three months or so, uh, with that trailer, uh, with those barn doors on it. And I bought temporary ramps, bought like those aluminum trifold ramp, uh, it's, you know, uh, folded into three different sections so that it was like, uh, the width of like one you know, standard type ramp, but then it would open up and it would, uh, cover almost the full, like four foot, 
the width of the inside of my trailer and would be this long like flat sort of uh aluminum ramp with all these like uh holes and stuff in it because they're not completely solid um and you know i used that for a little bit with my first uh riding mower which was uh a uh, i believe it was a gravely 34 inch riding mower and zero turn mower that was the first one uh, that i tried in my business for a, like a larger mower and it was just a pain the efficiency of having to every time i stopped uh to have to pull out this ramp unfold it you know put it on the back tr- of the trailer you know open the trailer doors put it on the back secure the ramps somehow with straps and stuff so that they wouldn't slip when you're uh going to back out and then it was always like okay now i'm gonna go and mow uh, and then go into somebody's backyard for a while mowing and leave these, you know, $300 ramps sitting out here. I was like, you know, they're going to disappear and then I'm going to be stuck, right? I'm going to sh- come up to the front and find somebody's swiped my ramps. And, um, you know, now I'm not going to be able to load the machine. I'm going to be... So I was like, I would always have to undo it because I'd be paranoid about that and uh, put it back in the trailer and close the door so that they're at least... Uh, out of sight and out of mind for somebody just passing by um, because my trailer has uh, solid sides on it. And with the back doors at the time, those barn doors, they were solid too. So um, it just looked like a dump type trailer like that you'd have debris in or something like that. So I'd have the ramps back in there and sort of stuff. And it was just a pain. And like I said, I lasted about three months before I hacked those doors off and came up with the design that I did to have convertible uh, ramp door. So a little bit longer doors. Uh, I remember, um, designing them to the same length as those, uh, foldable, uh, aluminum ramps that I had because they worked fine and they didn't, uh, in terms of the length, I think, I think they were six feet, six inches long. Uh, and my, uh, you know, deck underneath, the the mower never got caught up over the sort of that crest as you go over the ramp. Uh, so I was like that six foot six, uh, length was perfect for uh, the ramp. So I made my doors six foot six tall and then just made it in a style where I could open them up as barn doors. Cause I still saw the value in that. I still wanted to be able to use the trailer for, uh, debris, um, or for, uh, mulch or soil or stuff like that to do top dressing. So I didn't want to have a, f- a permanent ramp that folds down and getting in the way of that, of being able to shovel uh, materials and stuff. The other thing is my trailer uh, had a hydraulic dumper on the back uh, because it had the barn doors. So you would open the doors, you could dump a pile of soil or something like that. So I didn't want to lose that ability because I had paid, uh, I think it was about $3,000 extra at the time when I had the trailer ordered for that uh, dump option. Uh, So I came up with the idea of these convertible uh, rear doors uh, where I can um, use uh, removable hinge pins and I just change the configuration and I've got hinges basically on the sides and hinges on the bottom. And depending on where I put those hinge pins, I can turn those doors into either barn doors that open sideways or ramp doors that open down. And for me, that was uh, the perfect uh, configuration of uh, a you know a custom built trailer that I could still do you know the ninety percent of push mow lawns in uh, because uh, the front of the trailer has an enclosed compartment with a ramp uh, door as well, um, 
and it was made that way for, you know, the push more and stuff, because like I said, it was uh, a trailer really intended for just like the dense city where you'd have your push mower and trimmers and blowers and stuff in inside that tool compartment. And the back would be mainly for dumping your grass and stuff uh, that you were bagging or leaves or whatever the stuff so that you could go and, uh, you know, dispose of that stuff. I wanted to be able to use that trailer as well for, uh, you know, transporting uh, larger mowers and stuff. Ironically, in the uh, franchise uh, that I was in, after they saw my ramp design of me cutting off my doors on my brand new trailer and uh, welding up uh, doors myself and making the doors, they uh, literally the very next new franchisee that came into the uh, system um, had the large ramp doors uh, on their trailer and they started, they adopted uh, my design. They they changed it a little bit. They didn't do the two doors. They did one big door, um, which isn't as nice of a, a design because you got this huge door that you got to swing open. And when you go to dump your trailer, uh, you got this big, huge door that's in the way. The two doors is a much better idea. Uh, but at any rate, they kind of stole my idea and uh, continue to make all the new trailers with uh, the convertible style uh, doors and uh it's a fantastic little uh, trailer for that. So, you know, kind of matching your equipment to the uh, setup that you're going to be doing uh, is something you definitely have to think about. Uh, the next sort of most popular uh, trailer option, besides having something like a van or uh, just your pickup truck, would be the open trailer uh, concept. Uh, and this is uh, by far probably... Uh, you know, like I said, besides having just a pickup truck, this is going to be the most uh, popular setup. Uh, this is what most people will have to start, uh, even people that don't have a pickup truck to start, that maybe just have a family SUV or something like that, uh, and they want to do some lawns on the side, uh, that sort of thing. You know, a open trailer, uh, you know, a small open trailer, five by seven, something like that can be uh, bought uh, very inexpensively. You see them all the time when you uh, pull up to Home Depot or Lowe's or, you know, places like that. They'll have them out front. Aluminum trailers, galvanized trailers, uh, just plain steel trailers. Uh, and uh, they're a great uh, way to get started. Uh, throw some, uh, you know, equipment defender style racks on that, um, that you can have, you know, you're locking trimmers and blowers and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, you've got a very... Um, versatile system. Uh, the nice thing about these as well is uh, one of the positives is that uh, they're very inexpensive uh, to start out with. Uh, you can kind of, um, although not fully recommended, um, you know, it's always better to, um, you know, kind of really think about it and buy more trailer than what you think you need, because you probably are going to, uh, grow into other equipment and stuff as you go. Uh, it's what I've experienced, like I said, and then what I've seen other people experience as well. So you always want to, you know, kind of get a little bit bigger than what you need, uh, if possible, unless there's something that's absolutely restricting uh, that, like parking and things like that. Um, but uh, it's one of those things that it's, you know, they're fairly inexpensive. And uh, one of the other nice options with them that I've seen guys do is that they can, you know, as long as you've got like I said, the equipment defender, like locking racks so that during the day while you're working, 
your trimmers and blowers and stuff can be uh, secured on there so that somebody is not just walking up to your trailer and uh, swiping a trimmer uh, or a blower or something. Uh, they always seem to have, uh, you know, grow legs and disappear uh, if you have them like that. So you want to make sure you have, you've got proper locking racks. Uh, but at the end of the day, the nice thing about those is because they're just an open trailer, they're not this big, tall thing. Uh, they can fit in a standard garage. So I've seen a lot of guys, especially if they're doing just sort of a side hustle or something like that, where they can just leave uh, the entire trailer set up. Like you don't have to unload everything. You don't have to do any of that. You can leave everything on the trailer and you just basically back up the truck and trailer right into the garage. And then you can unhook the trailer and leave it parked in the garage, close the garage door and it's ready for the next day or ready, you know, say you're in a situation where you're like a, a policeman or firefighter, firefighters, especially very popular to have uh, sort of side hustle lawn care jobs as well. Uh, a lot of them work, you know, um, three days on or four days on type shifts. And then they have the other days off um, where they can do, you know, a lawn care business or something like that. So very, very popular. I've seen uh, over the years uh, for, uh, you know, uh, first responders to have uh, lawn care businesses on the side. So that's another great option because you don't have to keep unloading or loading uh, your trailer. You can uh, have it ready to go, uh, especially or if you have uh, a lawn care business that you're doing um, maybe after hours, maybe you have a daytime job that you're doing and then you're going to do lawns after work in the evening. Uh, so a great option to have it, you know, secure in your uh, garage uh, but then be able to come home, hook it up and then pull out and get, uh, you know, the lawns uh, done that you need. And then, uh, you know, at the end of the day, back it back in the garage, uh, unhook it and uh, close the door and uh, it's secure. And you just have your tow vehicle on the outside on your driveway uh, or wherever the case may be in that sense. So open trailers, uh, you're going to see a ton of them. If you're looking at uh, lawn care businesses, by far, probably the most popular um I would say, uh, to cover sort of the, the widest variety of lawn care businesses from, you know, even if you're just doing push mow jobs and stuff like that, you're going to see guys using open trailers all the way to guys doing large acreages and stuff are going to have, uh, you know, those types of, um, open style trailers. The next on the list, um, would be the enclosed trailer, the sort of box type uh, landscaping trailer with the big ramp door, you know, same type of uh, trailer that you'll see for, um, you know, uh, people transporting vehicles and cars and stuff like that, uh, or ATVs and, and stuff are pretty popular as well. These are a great option as well, uh, especially, um, you know, if you have a little bit more space, although you can get small uh, enclosed trailers, and I have seen um, some pretty tiny uh, enclosed trailers as well. Um, actually, there's a, a business uh, in uh, my general area as well. Um, called, uh, I think they're called the little green mowing company and they're an all battery, um, uh, company and, uh, they use originally, um, they have this tiny, it's like tiny little, uh, enclosed trailer. They only do push mow jobs, uh, because they're focusing on really tiny, uh, properties 
but they've got like a whole like solar panel set up on the roof of the trailer uh, that is charging uh, batteries inside the trailer that they can then use, like storage batteries, that they can then use um, to charge the actual uh, mower and trimmer uh, batteries and that sort of stuff. Um, originally, they were using one of those little smart cars to pull the trailer. So this it was this tiny little compact, um, very cute, very good for marketing. Uh, it had like full wraps and stuff on it. looked very nice. They've since moved to, because the little smart car uh, was, of course, not electric. It was, uh, I believe they're like three-cylinder diesel or something like that. Uh, but they've since moved to one of those BMW i3s, I think they're called. The little, uh, equally as tiny, uh, little electric, full electric cars. And they've got that pulling, this tiny little enclosed trailer that just has, you know, their push mower in the back with trimmers and stuff. And then uh, the solar panel on the roof and all that sort of stuff. So... You know, there's lots of different options when it comes to enclosed trailers. Uh, you know, not quite as uh, inexpensive uh, as a uh, open trailer. Um, you know, unless you're buying one of those really tiny ones. Uh, but you know, chances are you're looking for something a bit bigger. Uh, but the prices do vary. They they come in you know very lightweight all the way uh, to some very uh, heavy options. Uh, and, uh, with those, uh, enclosed trailers, uh, you know, they've got a couple of other, uh, benefits as well. Of course, you can, uh, keep a, a lot of equipment in there. Again, another option uh, for guys that want to keep their, uh, tools out of sight and out of mind. Um, not quite as convenient to park, uh, say in a garage, you're going to need a garage that has a, you know, an, an oversized sort of garage door or a shop that you can back that in. Most guys are going to keep that outside. Uh, and then, you know, theft becomes an issue, uh, because, uh, those can be a target. Most, uh, you know, thieves are going to know whatever it is, uh, an enclosed trailer, if it's not wrapped, if it doesn't, even if, you know, it doesn't have company names, doesn't say what it is, they're going to know that there's something in there, whether it's, you know, a race car or ATVs or tools for a business or whatever the case may be. They know it's going to be something valuable. The thing with uh, enclosed trailers that is kind of a negative in that respect is basically they're just plywood, right? They might have a, a metal frame and stuff in some areas, but the walls are generally just plywood with some um, sort of like sheet covering or something on them. Um, so not too difficult to get into to cause damage and stuff. My trailer, as I uh, talked about before, is built like a tank, like solid steel uh, and all that. And, um, you know, when it was stolen in uh, 2015, uh they were able to get it open. They mangled it. <laughs> the side, that side ramp door that kept all those tools enclosed. Um, they mangled uh, that uh, door. It obviously was a struggle for them, but they did eventually uh, get that door open. So something like a enclosed trailer that is just mainly, uh, you know, plywood and stuff is not going to be uh, a big issue. So it's one of those things you got to kind of weigh. Uh, one of the benefits though, with an enclosed trailer, and I've heard this a lot from guys and also a benefit that would kind of go back to anything that is sort of like a van, um, like cargo van, um, box, uh, trailer, box truck, anything like that is the ability to have basically an onboard bathroom, uh, that you can't do in an open trailer, um, and stuff like that. And I guess, uh, you know, uh, 
not a big deal for a lot of people. Uh, you know, you can use uh, washrooms on the road uh, in terms of, um, you know, gas stations and things like that. But super convenient to be able to, even if it's just, you know, using a empty Gatorade bottle or something like that uh, to go to the washroom or, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of those little... Uh, luggable loos or porta potties, whatever the case may be, you could have that, you know, tucked away in the trailer for, you know, an emergency or whatever the case may be and have it in there, go into the trailer, close the door, do your business. Even if you're like in a full, you know, busy neighborhood or something like that, you know, you got full privacy in there and you can be, uh, you know, taking care of what you need to take care of, uh, without, uh, much worry. So that's one of the, um, actually uh, could be a pretty big um, benefit uh, for uh, guys, especially I would think if you have employees uh, and you have a lot of employees, you don't want to waste a lot of time in between lawns um, having to, you know, run back to a gas station and stuff like that to, you know, let guys use the washroom or whatever the case may be. If you have a, an option like that, uh, where they can just go into the trailer and, uh, take care of it, uh, then, um, you know, it's, uh, something just a lot, uh, you know, a benefit uh, there that, uh, an open trailer or, you know, maybe just a pickup truck and stuff is not going to have, uh, that type of option. So, uh, let me, uh, take a quick break and then uh, we'll get back into it right after this. So stay tuned. In lawn care today, with the right equipment, you can do jobs quickly and correctly. Hi, Jonathan Guineri here. As a product manager at Z Turf Equipment, I'm focused on innovations that help you get jobs done faster without sacrificing the quality your customers expect. From our acclaimed Z Spray spreader sprayers to our Z Aerate line and beyond, you can do more in less time. Visit ZTurfEquipment.com today to learn more about our innovative line of products. Cress is leading the transition from gas-powered lawn equipment for professional use with the industry's first truly game-changing innovation in battery-powered OPE. The Cress 8-Minute Cyber System allows Cress-made 60-volt batteries to fully charge in 8 minutes or less. Now, professional landscapers can replace their gas-powered equipment without sacrificing performance, power, or runtime. And with a full line of equipment benchmarked against gas-powered products, landscapers can finally take Take charge of their business and make the switch to battery. For more information or to find a dealer near you, visit Cress.com. Cress, we power the professionals. Okay, so the next option uh, that I wanted to mention, uh, and I kind of alluded to earlier, is a custom trailer uh, built option. Uh, And this is a great... um, option as well. I've seen a lot of different versions of this. Of course, this is what I run. Uh, I've got a custom uh, built trailer. Uh, mine is uh, solid steel. Um, and it has, uh, like I said, it's got that front compartment on it uh, for um, keeping you know, your 21 inch more or 30 inch more will fit in there. Uh, I've seen guys put uh, as big as like a 32 inch walk behind uh, in that style more uh, of trailer. Um, Again, I got my trailer through the franchise and it was kind of their kind of trademark uh, sort of um, or what they're known for. Like when you saw their franchisees, they all sort of had the similar type of trailer. Um, of course, mine, um, I had the custom doors put on it. Uh, it uh, had um, a rear hydraulic dump. So the rear compartment that was open 
And then I've got a front compartment that is uh, enclosed uh, with a side loading ramp so that when I'm pulling up to a customer's property, I open that side ramp onto the curb there, right onto their property, and I can pull my mowers and trimmers and blowers out right there, uh, not having to go around onto sort of the traffic side uh, here in North America where we drive on the right side of the road. Um, and, uh, you know, not having to worry uh, about that. Uh, so, it you know, purposely designed for that and then the back has an uh, a open high-sided uh, dump box uh, that uh, you know you can put debris in there put uh, whether it's going to the dump and you know dumping leaves or whatever the case may be if you're doing that uh, or um, you know soil or bark mulch or whatever the case may be you can have that all uh, in there and it works uh, extremely well in that case mine with the convertible doors uh, that uh, you know I can uh, when I'm not using that portion of it I can you know load um, my navigator in or the turf tracer or you know, John Deere tractors that I've had in the past, uh, or, you know, Gravely Zero Turns or Walker Moors, whatever I've had, uh, have all adapted uh, to using in that uh, specific trailer. And it's been fantastic uh, in that sense uh, to being so versatile, which is why despite, um, you know, sometimes uh, kind of uh, shaking my fist at it because of parking and uh, that being a pain, um the trailer is just so versatile that uh, it's just a nice unit to have around. It's one of those things that, you know, I don't even know, like if I were to, you know, for some uh, reason, maybe stop doing lawn care one day or whatever the case may be, you know, deciding to pack it in. And, you know, if I didn't want to do it anymore, uh, I don't know that I would even sell that trailer. Like it's one of those things. It's just such a nice trailer. It's so versatile to use for all sorts of things. I've used it, um, uh, for different purchases, uh, whether it's like weight sets that I've bought for myself or a motorcycle once I bought myself because the ramp door, I was able to load a, you know, motorcycle in there, uh, golf cart, even <laughs> when I bought my golf cart, uh, for my recreational property, I, you know, took my trailer and, you know, rolled it back in, uh, up the ramp into the back of the trailer, uh, and was able to, uh, transport it that way. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things that that trailer's been so good that um, you know I would probably hang on to it even if uh, I weren't doing lawn care anymore, uh, and would just you know store it and use it as my you know personal you know utility trailer type thing. But uh, I've seen lots of different options. I've seen hybrid style trailers like that where they take um, like an enclosed type trailer in the front and it'll have like the full box in the front of the um the trailer with the large ramp door so instead of think about like a enclosed trailer that you would think of now with a big large ramp door uh on the back now turn that 90 degrees and make it a square so that you have that on the front of the trailer with the big ramp door, uh, you know, opening to the right, to the passenger side. Uh, and you can load, you know, maybe a single zero turn uh, up the ramp there, maybe a, you know, a push more beside it, have your trimmers and stuff on the walls and a tight little package like that. And then on the back of the trailer, uh, it would have like a dump box type of, a, you know, similar to mine, but you have that big, large enclosed area to be able to fit like a single zero turn or something like that sideways going up the ramp sideways into the thing. I've seen that uh, set up. I've seen lots of different, um, 
variations of whatever suits you. Again, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Martin uh, Safidi from Mowing Growing in um, Australia. If you look at uh, his uh, YouTube videos, his Instagram, he just actually, he has a whole combination, but he just picked up a, a new uh, custom built trailer uh, that is kind of similar to mine, uh, but it's got a whole, it's kind of like the um, Swiss army knife of trailers, right? where mine has just a single front compartment with that back uh, open dump part in the back. His has a bunch of different compartments above and below, and he can put the trailer, or sorry, the uh, trimmers and stuff. Uh, his, of course, in Australia, they're on the opposite side of the road, so his uh, tools and stuff are on the um, uh, on the other side, uh, but he's got compartments that open up for the trimmers and stuff on the side, then below, uh, and then... Um, in the back half, there's uh, still a open compartment to be able to put um, whatever the case may be, debris and stuff if he needed to. And then even on the other side, uh, he's got some other compartment stuff. So sky's the limit on sort of designing and thinking of what your needs are going to be for that sort of stuff. But that is, uh, you know, uh, a custom trailer option, going to a trailer manufacturer, uh, looking up, you know, custom built trailers, that sort of stuff, and and going to somebody and talking about a custom option, something to suit your needs uh, perfectly uh, would be, um, you know, a great uh, thing as well. One of the other uh, options that I've always thought of, uh, and, uh, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more, but it just popped in my head, something uh, that I've always played with the idea of that I thought would be cool. It didn't, doesn't quite work with my vehicle. Uh, but I always thought, wouldn't it be cool to take, you know, like my diesel truck basically. And I've seen where guys will take the back, the bed off their truck and they'll put, there's some like flat deck type beds and stuff that they, you can get different options like that. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if you could like take the whole, my whole trailer where you have that sort of front compartment and all that stuff with the side loading ramp and the dump box and stuff on the back and put that on the cab of a pickup truck instead and have that as your um, vehicle. So it's all in one, still be able to take, you know, 21 inch mowers and trimmers and blowers in that side compartment, still have a sort of a dump. Um, you know, truck box on the back of it that you could put a riding mower in the back if you needed to, or use it for debris, whatever the case may be, all in one sort of compact unit with the ramp, convertible ramp doors and stuff. That's like another sort of next level kind of thinking about that and, you know, your business and, and how, um, you know, that would work. Uh, so, the next um, one up there is, or option up there, is a box truck. So this is like a moving truck uh, that you would see. Something like, you know, U-Haul or something like that. The big box trucks. Uh, some of them will have... Uh, you know, ramp options on them, uh, hydraulic ramps that uh, open up. Some of them will have various different... Some of them will have like that the platform that kind of raises and lowers... Whatever the case may be with that, I think uh, some sort of a ramp option would be uh, the best. Uh, but I've seen guys running those, um, whether they're like Hino's uh, or a Suzu type box trucks. Uh, there's some landscaping option ones out there that are meant specifically for the industry. Uh, these, you know, um, on the negative side, uh, you're starting to get into very expensive. And I forgot to mention the custom option, uh, is, you know, very pricey as well. Um, just to take a step back, like my custom trailer, even though it's smaller than, you know, a 
most, I would say, enclosed trailers, um, it was more expensive than those options than just buying a, you know, enclosed trailer with a ramp door off the lot. Uh, because it's custom built, you know, it's a one-off type of a thing. Um, it's going to be a lot more expensive. The materials are a lot better quality and all that stuff. And that's why it's, I've had it, uh, since uh, 2005 and it's still fantastic, right? Because it's built like a tank. Uh, so that next step up uh, would be, you know, a box truck, like an Isuzu or something like that. That's going to take you into that next level. And, you know, there's different options here. If you're getting into that sort of stuff, you might want to opt for a dump truck, an Isuzu style dump truck and have, you know, maybe that enclosed trailer or something behind that and have a combination of the two to be able to take debris and stuff like that. That's very similar to what Paul Camara uh, does in his business. He's got those, uh, I believe they're Suzu box trucks. And then he's got the, the enclosed trailer um, behind that to carry all the equipment. But he uses the box truck for all the debris. It has some tool compartments in the front and stuff as well. Uh, but it's just this, you know, next level combination of having all that. But again, the properties... Um, that you're servicing uh, has to sort of support that as well as uh, you have to have the space to be able to store that. Luckily for somebody like Paul, he's got a fantastic uh, shop that he can store uh, his, uh, uh, I think he's got three of those box trucks now and his enclosed trailer and all of the other equipment and stuff that he has <clears throat> all inside his shop. So uh, not an issue uh, there, but you got to have the space uh, to be able to do something like that. Uh, to be able to, you know, keep that out of the weather, especially in the off season and stuff like that. Uh, it's not a huge deal to keep the stuff outside. Um, you know, as long as you have uh, the space, but again, uh, one of those things, uh, with keeping, you know, especially the, uh, an enclosed trailer or something like that, or a box truck, it can just become a target for thieves. Uh, if it's always just kept, uh, out in the open like that, and they know that the tools are in there, uh, that, uh, you know, it becomes a, a bit of a problem, but that's sort of that next level. So the next step I would say after that <clears throat> and getting into really big money is a purpose built box truck. Uh, now, these are some of the things that uh, if you're going to go to Equip Expo, you're going to see a whole section of these on display there. These look like box trucks, but they are just, you know, the uh, uber fancy version of that, right? With specifically made for lawn care businesses, landscaping businesses with, you know, uh, hydraulic ramps and compartments and things just, uh, you know, specifically planned uh out uh, and designed to be used in the scenarios that you're most likely uh, to use it in the lawn care or landscaping business. Uh, and uh, that's why they, uh, you know, demand uh, such high uh, prices because, you know, it's not your off the shelf uh, type of uh, uh solution. It's not something that's going to be uh, mass produced and sold a bunch of, uh, you know, only a few uh, sort of higher end businesses are going to be able to um, justify having that sort of a, uh, of a vehicle in their business, but a fantastic uh, option as well. They've got like crew cab versions where you can have the whole crew in sort of like this uh, 
box truck type thing, but then the whole back of the truck is like an enclosed trailer with uh, everything you would need, side ramps and back ramps and all sorts of stuff and compartments and configurations to do uh, or carry whatever the case may be. Uh, so the biggest thing is, you know, really to think about the types of properties you're going to service kind of think about what your future goals are always try to see if you can um you know purchase a little bit bigger than what you initially think if that is a option and where it wouldn't be an option of course is if you know that's going to be like in my case where it's uh you know tight cities and parking is an issue and stuff then you might be limited uh, to your space and things like that but just try to think of all the different scenarios try to think of all the different possibilities of things you may or may not want to do because it's always better to buy something once than to have to buy it twice right and to lose money on the on the flip side uh and uh to just uh you know uh, buy better once as well if you can buy something higher quality uh, so that it can last many years um, like with me and my trailer i've had it since 2005 i've redone it once um, in terms of like having it completely sandblast and stuff but that was more because i was leaving the franchise and wanted you know to completely rebrand it i didn't want it to have any trace of the old paint colors and things like that i wanted it to be completely fresh and new so I had that redone at that point. Uh, that was 2010, uh, 2011 when I had it redone. And it's been uh, since uh, like that since uh, 2011, uh, where it was all, you know, sandblasted and all that sort of stuff and then repainted uh, with proper, you know, industrial epoxy type paint. Uh, and it's held up fantastically. So you want to invest uh, wisely uh, and try to think about that if you're in it for the long run. If you're not, if it's just a temporary thing, a side hustle, then, you know, weigh all of those different things, you know, figure out your needs and figure out uh, what the best option is uh, for you. Like I say, I've thought about pretty much every option uh, out there in my business and what would work and what wouldn't work and for different reasons. And uh, some things are just like, uh, for example, like I've always thought about, hey, it'd be great to have an enclosed trailer to be able to have, a, you know, a washroom or something like that. Or, um, something like a van, like a Ford Transit van and stuff like that. But then I think of, you know, what are the negatives? What are the possible things that wouldn't be so great? Uh, and one of the things that I always come up with with something like a van uh, is the wet weather. I'm always mowing in the wet weather. Now, when I open my side, my trailer, you know, there's always grass buildup. There's always stuff underneath the decks and stuff. Uh, so when I open my enclosed, uh, you know, side compartment in my trailer, it's always wet in there. It's always damp in there. There's always grass in there. Um, it's always kind of musty smelling and stuff. So I think, okay, well, do I want to have that in a van that I'm actually, you know, those, uh, uh, you know, like for transit and stuff, there's just like a, a dividing wall. But, you know, if I'm putting wet mowers and grass and stuff, sometimes it's pretty soaking wet, the ground and stuff, right? So do I want you know, water running towards the front of the passenger compartment at times uh, where there might be wiring and stuff underneath, the, you know, carpet, or whatever it is in the front passenger side that won't be there in the back, but it'll be in the front. Do I want to get in, you know, the morning after, you know, a few days of rain and then open it up and, you know, to get in and it smells musty inside the, the thing. Uh, then there's condensation all over the glass uh, from the moisture buildup inside. So those are some of the things that have always prevented me because of my geographical location and where I'm mowing to go with that. So you got to kind of go with all those scenarios, all the different, basically, you know, all the different categories of trailers or setups that, uh, um, 
you know, interest you and then basically start going through the pluses and minuses, costs, uh, all the sort of things, benefits and features of each one and kind of, uh, you know, uh, think about that before sort of just diving in and making, uh, you know, a, a decision without doing your due diligence. So uh, hopefully uh, that helps you guys out uh, that are thinking about either just starting a lawn care business and what trailer or setup that you want to do, or maybe you have uh, an existing business, but you're thinking about different upgrade options and stuff. And maybe sort of this sort of talk through gives you something to think about, gives you something that you may not have thought about before uh, and kind of, you know, planning ahead for the future. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.